your marriage feels more like The Walking Dead than Sleepless in Seattle, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're your hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams, and we know that marriage is hard work. And we believe it can be an adventure full of laughter, fun, and building a connection that lasts. So we're on a mission to inspire and challenge you to live the adventure of a legendary marriage. All right, this is season one, episode seven of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is actually part two of a two-part interview that we did with Ryan and Alexis Dobson. Part one is actually back in episode five. So if you haven't heard that yet, go back and take a listen. Uh, Without a whole lot of uh, buildup, this episode really is about uh, the courage that it requires to dream for something and and then the work that goes into to making a dream a reality. So uh, enjoy. So it sounds like you guys had some challenges, you know, even before marriage, you know, you were kind of looking at, you were looking at finances, you were looking at location, you know, all these sorts of things. What are kind of some of the challenges that y'all have faced in your marriage? Alexis is pointing at me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. They're looking at each other. Who? What are we actually going to share here? Yeah, it's like play chicken. Yeah, I don't know. I think our, our our biggest challenge has been infertility. Getting married, you give yourself a couple of years. And you're like, I don't want to have kids for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Have, have fun, and then and then when you really really start to to try, and then to have a miscarriage, and then. Uh, and then deal with that and then, you know, kind of be confused and, and then, uh, and then you have another one and, uh, and you just start to question things and you're like, okay, so you get to go through the tests and start figuring stuff out and it ended up being a, we, you know, we talked to the doctor and he says, well, you know, we'll have, we'll, we'll try this test and, and this and we went through some pretty, you know, top uh, natural fertility doctors and uh, and they're like yeah it's never this never I've never seen this and in all my years of being a doctor it's never a genetic issue and yeah and then you know pay a thousand bucks for that test and find out yeah that's the issue hmm. and uh, and you're like well what do we do with that what does that mean like do we not try? What? What is that? Is that? Is that just? Is that just? A, you know what? What? What does that mean when you try? Well, you know, like what, what? What? What does that mean? And they can't actually tell you. Um, other than uh, like, do you try just to have more miscarriages because you will always have a miscarriage, or do you hope that maybe one day you'll actually have a child? Hmm. Mm-hmm. So what did that do in your marriage when you had this? It seemed like pretty obviously devastating information at the time. You know, like, what on earth? Like, what do we do from here? Like, what was that like between the two of you? I remember that that summer when we found all that out, we were in a real time of prayer. We tried to do this this prayer for 90 days. We prayed every night together, um, which was 
we had to be very intentional. We had to remember about remember it, and we had to pray it every day. And I think having having that was was a big big part of our healing and our understanding about it, and trying to understand um, our part in it and how we can allow God in it, and what our plans for our family and what God's plans for our family um, were different. We had, I mean, we went to some counseling too. Um, we had a, I had a resource that we talked to and a little counseling. We we're like, so what? What does the church teach about this? What What is that? What is our responsibility for that? Um, and and you know, just getting that spiritual sense. And e- even though it was guidance, it was still like it's still in your hands. There's mm-hmm. really no, you know. We wanted a black and white answer, but our answer was gray. Yeah. It sounds like through all that, it sounds like it brought you even closer together. Like you're praying every day and things like that where, you know. It did. It did. And and going through that really makes you talk about that. And should we try and can we go through more miscarriages? Can we go through more? And by the grace of God, the next we decided to be open to life and our next pregnancy ended in our son and to much to our amazement. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. But, even, but even through that that pregnancy, that was hard because um, some of the miscarriages were, you know, still fairly f- further on. So you're you're kind of on pins and needles, holding your breath is, through the whole pregnancy. Is, you know, is this baby going to make it? So I think that's been. One thing we never thought of when we when we got married, one thing we never really talked about was um, our parents really didn't go through many issues about having children. Mm-hmm. And so I think, and, and a lot of times couples don't talk about that. Of You, t- you talk about when you want to have children, not if mm-hmm. you can have them. And um, I think that journey... Um, has been has has probably affected our marriage more than anything else. Yeah. So over the course, we have nine little souls that have entered heaven, um, and we have two beautiful children here with us. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Now, if you you were talking about like you you guys have had lots of challenges in your marriage, what would you um, you know? There's lots of areas that you all are like superstars at. <laughs> So here's I, I, I here's my here's my here's my uh, thought for y'all. What is something that you guys kind of feel like you do pretty well, and you hope that your kids do the same in their marriage? Like, I think we kind of got a good deal on this. Like, I hope Nate and Rachel do this too. Well, like you talked at in the beginning, Danielle. One thing we've we've always talked about, and a topic that's never been taboo to both of us is money, and. Um, that's one thing we've we've talked with our kids about too, about giving and saving and spending. And I mean, I've heard of couples hiding money from each other, doing things with each other, but we've we've always talked about having the same financial goals. And I think that um, us working together, us going from two incomes to one income, you know, the different challenges that it has, I think it's helped us to be on the same page on that. And I hope that that's something that we can pass on to our children. Yeah. Yeah, we started that like early on with the you know with the Dave Ramsey tapes and stuff, and then um, in in married life we 
we started tackling the budget challenge early. And that's just talking to each other, and it did not start well. Oh, it was ugly. Oh, I was going to say, that that was probably pretty easy for you guys. No, No, I remember them saying that they always had to have, like, a drink before their budget meeting. Yeah, we either... (laughs) That's when we learned success. Yeah. We tried to do it just by ourselves. Sober. Yeah, but either have to have a glass of wine or a really fancy coffee drink. Why is it that... Uh, of all the things that we that we have to deal with in marriage, all the conversations we have about all the different topics and things that are going on, why is it that money is such a challenging uh, conversation for so many couples? I think for for us it was, um, it was how do we talk about money together and not separately when in most cases you're spending the money separately. And so, how, uh, so when you sit down and you look at, okay, here's the money that we spent. How do you not turn that into a blame game? I think a lot of people, you know, look down and was like, well, you spent this much on our How did you do that? And Mike, you try to feed this family on four hundred dollars and see if you can feed them. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think it's right. I think, I think, but everything revolves around it. It determines your. You know, where are you going to go on vacation? What are you going to do for holidays? How are you going to spend your life? All revolves around money. And and a lot of times people don't want to talk about it because either they don't want to face the reality of the situation that they're in or they're scared of where they should, or they don't want to make the sacrifices. I mean, we've made a lot of sacrifices to get where we were. And what it ends up is you're not talking about money. Money is just the limited resource you're bumping up against is... Really, what are your priorities? And if you don't get those set in the same path, then you'll there's always be that tension. Yeah. And so that's like one of the things that we started. So, so the budgeting part was one of it, and and then we learned we learned early on that okay that what you do in a month doesn't always lead to a you know a great conversation because you you need a place to dream. And so we, we made, like, a goals spreadsheet, and we like, okay, here are all the things we want to do this year, and let's put a number by them. How do we, how do we fill the bucket up so that we can do some of those? And that's, that's where you end up, you know, figuring out, okay, this is how much we need to save. But that, that, that sheet sets your shared path together for the year. We, and we we update that every year, and we we still do it. Well, we have separate things because, like, I'm the real giver. Like, I love like I'm like, dude, how high can we make that gift budget? Like, yeah. how high can we do that? How high? And Ryan's like, how much can we save? Can we go to Disney World? No, no. How much can <laughs> we save? How much can we build up the savings account so we can so we. Yeah, I definitely go through periods of where I, I, I hate my job. I want to quit. Can we just make that savings, like, infinite so I can quit? Some days, but some days you don't. Uh, what I, what's really cool that I hear you guys saying is that money is 
almost like an excuse to just design your life. Like you make very purposeful decisions on like you were talking about trips and seeing families and, you know, making big purchases or little purchases or, you know, what organizations do we care about and do we have a heart for and whatever. Um, it's just like you're, you're designing and talking about your priorities and what you love and where your heart is. And the budget meeting was just the place to do it. Yeah. It's neat when we, we talk about our budget and how we want to give. Cause to me, as like, that's kind of one of my love languages is giving gifts and giving donations is a way of doing that. So knowing that my hand's like, well, we did, we did talk about having this much in our donations. I'm like, oh, that's like giving gifts to those organizations. I'm like, I can write those checks. I can give them those gifts that I want, Mm -hmm. that I want to give. And it's not like taking from something else because it's something that we've allocated and we talked about all year like what we want to do. So um, money's probably been a big part of, um, mm-hmm. of, our, of our marriage and, and, how, and has, has led us where we are. I think back to, it was a few years ago when a, a job transition was kind of thrust upon you <laughs> on Ryan. And um, I, I, again, I remember you saying, okay, I'm not going to just run to the first thing that comes along. And it was the intentionality of those conversations, the budget conversations and getting aligned in, in your priorities with Alexis that put you guys in a place where, uh, if I remember, you you walked away from a couple different opportunities before finding the the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexis was amazing during that period. She's like, she, she just, she took over. She like, she, she knew the budget. She knew exactly what you did. And she's like, all right. Here's what we have for expenses. Okay, I can cut this out. I can cut this out. I can cut this out. She even got, like, some, like, fitness thing that she was doing. She got them to give her that for free for her to hand out flyers to do marketing. Hmm. And so um, she, like, like, cut way back the expenses and just look like, okay, honey, we have this amount of runway. Go do what you need to do to get, you know, but get the right thing. And and she just let me totally focus on, on that transition and finding the right thing and it was just yeah it was just amazing but like that wouldn't would not have been possible if you hadn't been having the okay here listen to these dave ramsey tapes when we're dating and then those conversations every week or so for years up to that point yeah yeah we were totally in sync and she she knew you know everything that needed to happen to make that to make that work. So if we were if we were to kind of wrap up our time together, do you have any last uh okay, yeah, words of the advice? One, the one yeah. question, um what does it take to to build a, a really legendary marriage? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of a sage advice up until this moment. Yeah. What, you got one you, more You've exhausted. You got you got one more thing. You got one more thing. I think it too is too big of a question. Yeah, I get tripped up on the word legendary. I, yeah. I, to me, this life is normal. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't put it on a pedestal. I, I'm very grateful for it, but it's, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know. I think it is finding, finding the right person to walk with and be able to have those difficult conversations with and be able. to to have someone that you want to work together to make this happen. Yeah. Because we know it's it's worth it. 
those good days and those bad days. There are fewer of those now. That's right. <laughs> are those the ones you don't speak of or you just speak of quietly? <laughs> we just whisper those. <laughs> well, you guys, thanks for joining us. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So, um, so Ryan and Alexis Dobson, thanks so much for joining us. I hope will you guys come back again. Sure. I think so, as long as you don't ask me that question again. <laughs> wow, just the vulnerability that those two had to share their story with us on the podcast. I just love it, love it, love it. And love them. Yes, that too. Absolutely. Well, and especially when they were sharing about their fertility struggles, that's always something that just strikes me right in the heart. And sure. um, it's because that's part of our story too. Not exactly the um, issues that they had, but um, eight years of that story is, is present for us too because um, it just takes me right back to that place where every test... Every, every doctor's appointment, every, you know, blood draw or ultrasound or whatever, you're just hanging in the balance and you're praying for it so fervently. And God, why did you put this, this longing in my heart if this is something that's not going to happen? And um, yeah, so to be able to share that when a lot of people don't have the courage to share their part, their stories, yeah. their infertility stories. They'd rather, or they feel like they should keep it a secret or yeah. nobody would understand. Or it, It's, it's amazing in the years that we've worked with couples, um, just how much, um, fear around sharing around just the reality of what's happened, whether it's infertility, miscarriage, adoption, loss. Um, and, and, I don't, the the craziness of of where shame comes into that story. Yeah. Like I'm not a real woman. That was sometimes the the message that I got when I was going through all the infertility things is like, okay, God, you knit me together. You put me together as a woman, but the one functioning aspect of a woman I'm somehow not able to make happen and there is there is a feeling of shame that kind of comes with that Mm -hmm. and um there's a lot that's that you put on yourself too like when you see you know we're friends with new babies and you know you you're excited but you're kind of not excited because it's not you and so there's shame in that too like oh i can't even be excited for my best friend or my sister or um so yeah, yeah the you know, that is an ugly part of the infertility story is the shame that that sneaks in there yeah in in its unique way yes and I think that's part of the story of any uh, bold dream. You know, I, what, what I love about this interview is Ryan and Alexis are sharing, whether they were like really talking about it this way or not, they were sharing about what it takes to dream mm-hmm. and, and, and go for it. Execute it. Yeah. You know, it requires a tremendous amount of vulnerability. In, in a relationship to go, hey, honey, I, I want this mm-hmm. and it matters to me, whether it's a child or a cross-country move or a whatever it is. Um, it's, 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 
it's incredibly vulnerable to open yourself to 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 that conversation, even with a spouse. Yeah. Of course, the fruit of it is is incredible intimacy, sure. knowing each other and being known, and um, and that helps when when that happens too when you share in a community. With, you know, they were talking about infertility and, you know, their budget meetings and all that. I mean, they've been a witness to us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we haven't been a part of their budget conversations. No. It was actually interesting. You know, I think I know more about their their uh, fertility story and their their just financial journey mm-hmm. um, from this interview than than uh, from the years that we've known them. And that's, that's not any kind of disparaging remark. It's just... They were being extremely vulnerable, which yeah. I And I want to honor that. Yeah. I want to applaud that and sure. honor that because vulnerability requires courage. It, it's, it's, it's incredibly courageous to hope for something, to dream for something, to want something, to name it and pray for it and, and hold faith in the middle of confusion and fear and doubt and... All of the emotional roller coaster that happens in any great dream. So I'm going to own up to something right here. Yeah, what's that? Um, I am a recovering <laughs> dream challenged person. <laughs> wow, that, I thought you. I thought you were going to really word that. It was catchy. That's catchy. I'm a retired <laughs> dream challenged person they're gonna write articles about that i feel oh like coming gosh. it's gonna oh be like r d c p that's my wow. new thing but no seriously all over <laughs> Brene brown's next book i guarantee it i love Brene brown let's not bring her down by by uh putting that in there but um yeah when we first got married you are a dreamer you're a dreamer you've got big ideas and sometimes my brain starts to hurt when you're when you put your dreams out there and your ideas, and I'm like, "What on earth is this guy talking about?" Um, but you really challenged me to grow in that area um, as far as dreaming goes. I'm I had always been a person that was, you know, go with the flow and you know, just kind of be happy where you're at and whatever comes your way. Um, Not that I settled, but I can be, you know, just happy with whatever's going on. And what happens is if you slip too far into that, you don't engage your dreaming or your big ideas. The glory of it, though, is... um, you You can find a way to be content in any circumstance... And I love that about you. You love it and you hate it. I love it. I love the glory of it. Sure. I love that you can find a way to be content and that you call me back to like, hey, it, it's okay right now. Mm-hmm. We have things that we want. We, there are dreams that we're going after and everything. But, but let's be thankful right now, for what we've got. Yeah. You call me back to gratitude. You call me back to to um, to just what's real and present. Sure. Um but but that same thing has a shadow, so to speak, mm-hmm. and that complacency. Yeah, or settling, um, or, yeah. Settling, complacency, just going, eh, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a protective thing. Like, we, we give up our dreams 
because they're scary because they require vulnerability and courage. And you know what? Honestly, work too. I mean, Ryan yeah. and Alexis talked about how they had that 90-day prayer challenge and they were really praying for their future family. But also, you know, they're taking action too. They're praying about their finances, but they're also taking action. They're doing the budget meeting or whatever. And um, sometimes where I can fall short too is just I want to pray about something and God, please help me with this. And... And uh, what Please, Lord, exactly? just magically handle that for me. And when I wake up in the morning, let there be a duffel bag of money in the bathroom. Yeah. And what exactly am I doing to <laughs> make that happen? So, um, yeah. So there's that piece where yeah. it's like, yes, fervent prayer, but yes, action. God is with you and he's in your work and what you're doing to yeah. make it happen too. Yes, absolutely. We, we, we strength rises as we wait upon the Lord. There's, I mean, scripture after scripture that talks about trusting God with our future, our hope, our dreams and everything that he is a good father and wants to provide for us. And we'd never, you know, you never ask for a, for a steak and he gives you a snake Right. That, that rhymed, but it wasn't. I was about to say, I don't think it's a um, steak, but that's all right. Time after time. And, and the one that just is underlying in this, this interview is, is just about the story about how the Israelites went and, and God says, okay, here's the promised land. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, flowing with milk and honey and it's this beautiful place and blah, blah, blah. And they go, well, but there's people there. And, and essentially God says to them, yeah. There are. You got to go take. It's mm-hmm. your land. Now go take it. You know. So having the being vulnerable to to dream, having the courage to pursue a dream, and then the commitment to to get after it, to do the work. Yeah. While trusting. Sure. While while releasing and trusting and hoping and holding faith, man, I tell you, I that is hard for me. Yeah. It is hard for me. Because I can turn on the get done guy and roll 20 hours a day. I mean, I can, I can work on something and just crush it out for, for a period of time and just mm-hmm. burn myself out and never once come back to touching base with God and going, okay, I, this, is, this is everything I have. I feel like when I'm in those really desperate places, like with our infertility story, like for me, it was just a trusting step by step. It was like, God, please make it clear the, just the next step, because Mm -hmm. my brain will explode if I understand the whole picture. I really will. Like I can't fully fathom what the whole story or the whole picture will be, but I can go one step at a time and he'll say, Mm -hmm. okay, do this and yeah. I can do the one thing. And then once we're there, then do that one more thing. And um, that's how God and I work together. But sure. it's not true with everybody. You know, and even in the second half, I'm kind of turning the corner here, but even in the second half of the interview, they're talking about finances and budgeting and everything. And, and it, it all began with a dream. Like they wanted to have financial freedom and and some elbow room to do to travel and do some things and give and Alexa give said about her and, giving and everything and it was about holding faith that that's possible and they they've moved in that mm-hmm. moved toward that goal really significantly over the years and they've done it on one income mm-hmm. 
And so they've held faith in it and they've done the work, not just going to work, but getting into alignment about what they want with their finances and fighting through the hard, awkward conversations that happen when couples try to have a budget conversation. And they moved through that and they just have this, this quiet, dogged determination to get after what they want. You know, I like how they said it's just an excuse to design and prioritize your life, the whole budget meeting thing. It's like, yeah, you're talking about money, but you're talking about what are you dreaming for? What are you wanting? Where are you wanting to go? How is our family going to look? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's just an excuse to design your life. And I love that picture. Yeah. It's a great perspective. Um, You know, I always struggle with our, with our budgeting conversations, um, partially because there's, there's, we lack that perspective sometimes of, uh, the dreaming, the creating for something. Yeah, let's talk about that later. I feel like that would be a good conversation for us to have. Sure. Sounds good. So we're going to wrap up this episode. Really, um, I, I just, I want to, I want you to to know that dreaming is, it's important for your marriage. Having a dream to be moving towards a dream about having uh, emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, spiritual intimacy, a dream about getting after financial freedom or, or physical fitness or whatever it is, um, having things individually and together. And I say dreams, not goals, because goals are a whole other thing, and we'll talk about that later. Um, and, and I just, I, I have this little stone plaque thing, and I don't even remember, I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember who gave this to me. Um, but a friend gave this to me years and years ago, and it's, uh, it's this little stone plaque that sits on, on a little cabinet in my office that says, For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, to give you a future with hope. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And if nothing else, a dream starts with hope. And so we just want to challenge you to dream, to hope right now to know that it's okay and more than okay it's good that's all we have for this episode Um, thanks for listening and please remember to jump on itunes rate review and subscribe to the podcast so that we know how we're doing and that other couples can find us have a great week Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're thrilled to have you with us on the adventure. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.